Welcome to the world of Rex. This is Marvel Rex. I am so excited to be with you here today. We are going to be looking at the weekly energies from January 30th to February 5th of 2023. Here we are. Before we jump in, I just want to remind everybody to share this podcast, rate, review, you know, it really helps. It helps support this dude. I'm also going to start subscriptions to this channel and there's going to be bonus content where I'm actually going to do sign by sign stuff. So it'll be much deeper. It's going to be a really, really affordable subscription rate. I think it's going to be like a dollar a month and you just, you get to support me, which is super sweet and you get some bonus episodes. So you don't just get the weekly episodes. There'll probably be like three to five, uh, extra episodes where I just kind of geek out about, you know, big transits as they affect all 12 signs. I may just talk sometimes about human design, stuff like that, but I wanted to offer the subscription for people who want to go deeper and it still helps support me be a badass, you know, doing my, doing my little wizard thing. So I love that. If you have not yet got a reading for 2023, I highly recommend getting a reading because the year does not really start until, you know, mid to late March. Uh, with the big bang, the big crescendo, the the timpani comes in to the orchestral swell on April 20th. But really, we have a few months to connect, you and I, and get a reading, you know, get really prepared for what the year is bringing in terms of the big change points and the big moments. So you can find a link in the show notes. That is a really easy way to get a hold of me. I respond to every email. You know, I answer all the questions and I have a sliding scale. So I work with folks across uh, economic situations. So please book a reading. It's a great thing to do. It helps support me. And it's a great way to get ready for 2023 because it hasn't quite started yet. All right, let's zoom into January 30th. It's a Monday. And then we're going to go all the way to February 5th. This is a, a really juicy week. So a lot of forward motion, a lot of juiciness, really big dramatics is the word I'm going to use. Dramatics. Oh yeah. Why? Because we're talking about, we're talking about the Leo. We're talking about the lion. We are having a full moon in Leo on Saturday. So the weekend comes in with this giant roar of like, here we are. There's a full moon culmination and it's in the sign of the big cat who's prowling around, who needs a lot of attention and is very dramatic. So we're going to talk about all this. I'm going to try to talk about it from a a multivalent or, you know, multi-perspective way. You know, Leo in pop culture astrology gets a bad rap for being like, you know, the drama queen and really like the royalty and being like, I'm the best. So we're going to talk about Leo because there's so much to mine here. Every single zodiac sign, you can just go in archetypally and it's like an endless realm of treasures, understanding how it shows up in your chart because everybody has every single zodiac sign in their chart. Yes, that is true. You may not have planets in a sign, but you still have that sign in a house in your chart and that house is colored or, you know, changed by that particular sign. So everyone has Leo in their chart. If you know what house that's in, if you know you have any planets there, ooh, this is going to be a big week for you with the full moon illuminating it. She's the grand luminary. She says, hey, look here. Look at the Leo thing in your life. Look at where you need lots of love, lots of appreciation, lots of, you know, verbal affirmation. This is all the Leo stuff. Feeling loved, feeling cuddled, having a strong relationship to cats. <laughs> that's such a Leo thing. All the moon and Leo people I know have like it just in intensely deep connection to the felines in their life. It's hilarious. Love it. Okay, so 
there is really supportive energy at the top of the week. And then it leads, you know, it starts to kind of, I don't want to say it rolls downhill, but it starts to build in intensity in ways that are more challenging near the end of the week. Because this full moon, it has some nice things happening and it also has some really intense aspects. So top of the week, very workable. Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wow. Okay. We have to be nimble. We have to be graceful and we have to make sure our egos don't like fully take over the reins on the weekend. So now forewarned is forearmed. You know that the intensity is building. It's going to really reach a peak intensity on Saturday when that full moon perfects. We're going to be dealing with some stuff there. Okay. And I'm going to talk about what I think the, I'm going to try to give practical tips and practical advice as to what I think the way not out is, but the potential answer or advice that I would give for this full moon in particular, because this full moon is forming um, what's called a T-square in the sky. And that's a really, you know, for the non-astrology geeks, a T-square is an incredibly mobilizing energy, but usually through profound ego challenge and discomfort and feeling like, oh my God, I have to make a choice. So there's a little bit of a pivot or a, or a crossroads rather on this full moon and it could be you could even see signs of it as early as monday but certainly it will bring itself fully to light on saturday okay so we're going to talk about it you know the moon also is in cancer for three days this week which is good and it's also she's also really full so we have to imagine when we enter this week the moon is already really big on monday and she just gets bigger and bigger and a full moon, the way I think about full moons in a lot of ways, because the moon is uh, ruled by cancer, cancer rules the womb, and uh, also just cycles, moon cycles, blood cycles, menstrual cycles, there is a pregnancy and a birth happening on the full moon. So there is a birth taking place on Saturday, and it's a T-square kind of a birth, so there's lots of contractions, and the contractions are intense and a little scary at, at times, and unexpected in the case of this T-square. So we're going to talk about all that. That's all really culminating at the end of the week. So just keep in mind what's going on in your life and what is coming into fruition. What is coming into culmination where you're like, ooh, I got to make a decision there. Or, okay, external events happened on Saturday and now there's a way forward, but whoa, I did not anticipate or I am, I am directly challenged by the events that took place. Okay. We're going to talk macro for a second, though. We're going to pull out of this week for a moment just so that I can talk about what's happening on a larger larger scale with the planets right now. So three planets have gone direct. Three planets have gone direct. Uh, we have Mercury, Mars, and Uranus. They have all stationed direct in January. Boom, boom, boom. When three planets station in a month, y y all astrologers pay attention. We're all like, oh, whoa, okay. So the tides are turning, and they're turning forward. All three of them turned, started, I mean, it's an optical illusion. Retrogradation is an optical illusion. It has to do with diurnal cycles. I'm not going to go into the geekiness of that. Maybe I'll save that for a bonus episode for the, for the true geeks that want to subscribe. But basically... All three of the planets are like, oh, we're not going to swim upstream anymore. We're actually going to turn around and go kind of in an easier gravitational pull. We're just going to take an easier way. We're going to go forward. Mercury is communication. Mars is drive. And Uranus is innovation on the most simplistic of terms. So now you know that your communication, your drive, and your ability to innovate and change your life 
they're more easeful now as of the end of January, where we are early February. So even though we're heading into a dramatic full moon in Leo, we have three planets that are like, hey, we're working with you guys. Like, let's have some real talk. Let's have let's clean up the communications. Let's clean up the mess that Mars made. Oh, my gosh. Did Mars make a huge mess in the Gemini house of your chart from uh, October 30th all the way until January 12th? Wow. You're cleaning it up now. So you're having real conversations. This is all Mercury and Mars. Real conversations, taking initiative, Mars, making new decisions. A lot of people, wherever wherever Mars uh, rules in your chart, whatever houses, so that would be the Aries and Scorpio house of your chart, those two houses are w- waking up because Mars is forward. So, you know, for example, if you're a Cancer rising, your house of career and your house of creative projects have woken up. They're awake as of January 12th. And that's great. So now you know, if you know your chart, if you don't know your chart, get a reading with me. I can tell you where you're actually ready to start taking very direct critical action. And Uranus is awake, so you can innovate. And you that means your approach can be brilliant, can have a, an, air, an air of newness and an air of novelty and brilliance to it. Like, oh, and it's not that when Uranus goes retrograde, no one's having downloads or breakthroughs. Sometimes that's actually when they're really, they're, they're, uh, they're magnified because you're like, oh, when he goes retrograde, when Uranus goes retrograde, you're like, I have to make that change. You don't always make the change when Uranus is retrograde, but usually it's like, I, I have to look at something that needs to break and needs to change. There needs to be entropy applied to this situation. You know, humans really struggle with change and modifying their behavior and trying new things because, you know, the ego can't always differentiate if it's going to literally die versus if the ego is just going to have a metaphorical death. That's a real thing. Physiologically, we're like, oh my God, I, I might not make it. I might stop breathing because I'm making a change in my life. But that's our nervous system. And our nervous system, of course, is responding to stimuli that are, you know, foreign or unknown or new in a way that can be like, it can feel like you may not make it that this is just primitive survival here. Like, I may not make it. You will. Uranus Direct is like, hey, there's more of a... Uranus Direct, it's it's easier to see, oh, I'm going to survive through this change. No worries. In fact, my life may even be better. My life may even be better if I make this change. With all three of these planets moving direct, Mercury, Mars, and Uranus, oh, like, hallelujah. It's just the communication will lead to breakthroughs and the change won't be as scary or as hard as it was, you know, October, November, December, January. Now we're at the end of January. The tides have turned. That's wonderful because this this week we get some, oh, we get some surprises, right? Okay. I think they're going to be good surprises overall. I really do. Uh, I'm a little bit biased. I love a full moon in Leo for lots of reasons, but Again, there's a a direct ask from the universe for all of us this week on this full moon to be like, okay, all the planets have moved forward. We need to make a change. And it's going to be completely unavoidable as of Saturday as to what you need to do in your life. It will present itself. Trust me. Full moon in Leo, (laughs) that lion's going to roar. You're going to hear that lion. It is not a sign that like, you know, hides in the shadows. It is perhaps the sign that is like, hey, I'm here by the way, look at me. So that's coming in on the weekend. It could it could even appear earlier, but definitely on the weekend, it's going to show up and it's going to say, hey, we're going to make some changes and it's going to be hard. And also you're upgrading your life. You got to remember the upgrade part. 
that being said, as I record this, I'm realizing like, look, we have to really take advantage and take care of, take advantage of the forewarning and therefore at the top of the week, take care of our nervous system. And especially when the moon is in cancer, which I believe is she moves into cancer on Wednesday. There's a void of course moon for a minute on Wednesday. We'll talk about that in a second. The moon is going to be really quiet as she moves into cancer on Wednesday during the morning time. So if we know that, then like Wednesday, first part of the day on Wednesday, take some time to take care of yourself. Void of course moon, don't you don't get anything done. No, no one gets anything done on a void of course moon. People try. Late capitalism tries to force people to, and it always ends up rough. It's always hard. That's swimming upstream for sure, trying to get something done on a void of course moon. So Wednesday is a great time to check in with your nervous system like, Ooh, am I already, am I already like, is my adrenals, are the, are my adrenals already shot heading into this full moon? Do I need to take a bath? Do I need to slow down? Do I need to eat some really grounding foods like tubers, uh, sweet potatoes, beets, things that grow in the ground? Can I ground myself before a very fiery full moon on Saturday? Just as a, a slight aside, all the Leos in your life, all the Leos, if you are a Leo as well, Leo sun moon rising, but all the Leos in your life will appear or be part of this storyline. Most likely this almost always happens to me. I'm always dealing with a Leo or someone who has a very, very strong Leo placement. I'll, I'll give my analogy for this full moon. Uh, it's very direct. It's I love when the astrology is so literal. It's so literal. Uh, I'll give my analogy once we hit uh, Saturday. So let's just talk. Let's talk about the week ahead. I feel it. I feel that. I feel that regal, that regal lion coming in like, hey, Marvel, it's time. We're going to get big. We're going to get full. The sun is in Aquarius right now. That's where that's where we're at in the world. The sun is in the constellation of Aquarius, which is the exact opposite of Leo. It is very Aquarius is very aloof. It's very platonic. It doesn't have it does not want dramatics. Aquarius is like, mm, no, I'm a scientist. I want to keep things very logical clear cut. I want to, you know, break down information and put it into, you know, very neat little categories and solve a problem. That's Aquarius. Ooh, if it gets too intimate, let's detach. That's Aquarius. We're going to have some conflicting energy with this full moon, right? So there's already tension built into this week. But the, on Monday, we start out with the sun and Aquarius trying Mars. So this is nice. This is really nice. And Mercury direct in Capricorn, very like practical sign, is also going to be trine Uranus and Taurus, which, as I just said, went direct. So Monday, although the week gets real intense near the end, Monday is like this shiny, bright, golden child of a day. It is a beautiful, beautiful astrological weather. This is just like, this is what you want. You want air signs talking and communicating. So you want to communicate with people. You want to be really clear and explicit with people on this day. Usually it's a group involved activity that you're working on or you're doing anything Aquarian. Mars comes in and is like, let's do this. Let's try new things. Again, a lot of emphasis on trying new things, trying new stat strategies. Mercury and Uranus are working together as well to make it tangible and to create a earth signs. All they do at their best is create boundaries and containers and bring things into the world. That's what they're doing. And it's so important, right? Air is ideas. Earth is bringing it into fruition. So Monday has a beautiful combination of both of those things. So getting shit done on Monday, I love. 
So good. So good. Moon is in Gemini on top of Mars, just amplifying all of this, saying like, hey, um, let's clean up some of the conversation that got a little weird during the Mars retrograde, which was October to mid-January. So lots of healing and reparative work on Monday and just like keeping things moving and building count, uh, containers and boundaries for things with the Earth signs there. Tuesday is a little bit of a breather. The moon is still in Gemini. It trines Saturn, which I like. So there's just more helpful information. Okay, helpful communication. Collaboration on Monday and Tuesday is beautiful. I really love collaborative efforts. Wednesday, we start to have that moon moves into Cancer and she's void of course. The moon wanders and is very quiet and sleepy and dreamy all the way until noon Pacific time. So 3 p.m. on the East Coast. This is a time from from early morning on Wednesday all the way until noon Pacific Coast time. You need to give yourself a break. You need to like under schedule, cancel shit, put put it off, put it off to another day. This is the this is like if we're about to do a long distance race on the full moon on Saturday, Wednesday is just like is you're loading up on protein, you're loading up on carbs, you're taking your minerals. Wednesday is a day to rest. The moon is in cancer. She is exalted. This is a beautiful time to get in touch with your feelings, to cry, to sit in water, go inhabit bodies of water, drink lots of water. Wednesday is your day to take really good care of yourself to get in preparation for this full moon. Thursday, the moon is still in cancer and getting more emotional, just getting more emotional, big cancer energy on Thursday. And then Friday, we heat we heat up. It's like boom, boom, boom. The sun begins to square Uranus. Ooh, this is the T-square. The sun begins to square Uranus as the moon starts to perfect into fullness. It starts to really get into that full moon picture. Uh, I'm going to talk about it. Woo. Um, so one thing that I like to say about the sun squaring Uranus, this is what I've been saying, but you can utilize feelings of increased instability. So like the moment that you start to feel like things are unstable, which I think they'll be coming in on Friday, maybe information, you learn information that changes the plan. You find out some things you're like, Ooh, we got to do this different. You actually can lean in. The, the key point on Friday is to lean in to the things that are changing, to lean into the plans as they are shifting. Instead of, instead of doing the thing that like the Taurus wants to do, which is where Uranus is, Taurus wants to be like, no, 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 no. We had a plan. We're going to stick to the plan. Like, very stubborn. We are not going to stick to the plan on Friday. We're going to be nimble. We're going to be agile. Mars and Gemini will help us be agile. Monday gives us that moment where we have the sun's trining Mars and the sun then squares Uranus. But on Monday, we get a little whisper from the universe that says, hey, like there's different ways to do things and not everything is going to fall apart if we choose a different way. Gemini. Gemini is always multiples, multiple ways. So, you know, find innovative ways on Friday as the full moon heats up in unexpected or difficult situations would be what I would say. Uh, okay, you have to be open-minded. You have to be flexible. Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There can be a buildup of tension leading to culminations. It's a full moon, right? It can be unpredictable behavior from peoples, especially Tauruses, especially the fixed signs, Aquarius, Leo, Scorpio, Whew, rapid changes happening for these signs on this full moon. This is all just extra heightened by the fact that the moon is at her fullest, right? This doesn't always happen on a full moon, but this sun square Uranus is happening on the full moon. Any good astrologer would be like, damn, that's dynamic and it's going to be really intense for everybody. Okay. 
So hold on to your horses. I actually wrote in my notes, like strap in, literally strap in on the weekend. The best thing, the best way to handle this setup is to be proactive about positive change and like really force your perspective to be a solution oriented, even in the midst of, of drama and chaos, which can be very Leo. You know, holding things in, trying to, to maintain a status quo or save face can actually backfire during this time. So just being like solution oriented and being like, okay, I'm willing to take a risk. Like, and especially with Aquarius, you're taking a risk usually with a group of people or with a community of people. And it's, it creates a brave new path together, together. That's the best possible situation here. So yeah. Ooh, okay. The, the new moon in Leo, which was six months ago. So you can think back to that new moon in Leo in 2022 is what this is sort of leading towards. And that new moon in Leo, actually, let me see if I can find that exact date for people just so they know what exact. So that was Thursday, July 28th of 2022. So you can look back to your calendar. What was going on in your life that week on the 28th of July? Uh, you know, three days before, three days after it's coming to culmination or some part of it is coming to culmination on this Saturday. So it's an emotional time. Leo on a, in a beautiful way is a romantic, sexy, like fertilized, like, you know, she's very fertile. It's a fertile moon. Like there's relationships. It's warm. It's the fire that never goes out. Like it's love. It's the heart chakra. So all of this is available. It's great for actors. I'm going to be on a movie set. So this is literally perfect, right? This is exactly what you want to be shooting on is a full moon in Leo because the actors are going to be extra Leo, extra effective in their ability to dramatize, to be a dramaturgy. So this is great. But of course, of course, Uranus is squaring the sun and the moon and that's the T-square and Uranus is the planet of chaos and entropy. So, you know, for my example, I'm going to be on set and I'm like, ooh, we're going to be changing the schedule last minute. There's going to be some changes. There's going to be some cha-cha-cha changes. So I'm going in stretching. I'm going to stretch into this end game. I'm going to come in so damn flexible that I'm like, cool, sounds good. We're going to do it. No worries. Let's find a solution. <laughs> cool, calm and collected on a, on a Leo full moon. So there's going to be some rebelliousness, unexpected changes, abrupt energy, epiphanies and realizations happening on this full moon. Boom, boom, boom. If you know where the Leo uh, sign in your chart lands, which house Leo is in, this is going to give you a good idea as to where, you know, these moments are culminating. Um, the other thing I would say is to look at the Scorpio house of your chart because the T-square is a bow and arrow that is shooting into the Scorpio house of your chart. So Scorpio offers us some answers. What is the answer to Scorpio? I mean, very bluntly, lean in to intimacy. Instead of being reactive and trying to create a container around somebody or create a barrier between you and another person, the Scorpio medicine of this full moon is, oh my God, things are changing. It's scary. And let's get to know each other on a deeper level. Let's lean into the change and lean into the fear and breathe through this moment so that we can actually be closer on the other side. That is Scorpio. So this will be profound for any Scorpio. I want to say Scorpio rising moon and sun. This is also your full moon in a lot of ways. You're, you're being asked to be a leader in your emotional behavior in a way that fosters intimacy instead of creating boundaries and creating isolation. I'm going to read the Elias Lonsdale Inside Degree for Leo 17. I rounded up from Leo 16, which is the degree of the full moon, because it was 41 minutes. So I just am rounding up to the next degree, which is what you're supposed to do. So I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do because I'm a geeky guy. So I'm going to read Leo 17. This is the this is the um, Elias Lonsdale 
his talismanic description of the Leo full moon. So I just want y'all to kind of sit with this, and this is going to be the last part of the episode. So the talismanic image that he's giving us is elegant black women sitting on a porch and fanning themselves. Damn. That's, that's, I got that visual. I, I'm seeing like royal purples. I'm seeing a lot. It's really good. Underneath it, he writes, Rising superior to apparent limitations, you defiantly renounce the letter of the law to salvage the spirit of the law. Puncturing pretense. Breaking down power and control structures. Oof, damn. You are militantly outrageous, anti-traditional, pulled forward by a vision, a knack, an instinct for what this earth asks and demands of you. On fire with the power of radical changes, you feel in your cells the next stage in evolution, ignited by the sense for being selected out as the quintessential representation of progressive currents. You dramatize yourself, your cause, your expanding awareness. You want to make sure everybody knows that something new is going on around here and that it will not stop nor take a back seat to anybody or anything. Whew, I have goosebumps. I hope you can uh, rewind that and listen to it one more time. I mean, some of the knockout ones are, you know, pulled forward by a vision, a knack, an instinct for what the earth asks and demands, on fire with the power of radical changes. That It's like Elias didn't even know that this full moon is squaring Uranus. You know what I mean? Like that is literally what this full moon is. On fire with the power of radical changes, you feel in your cells the next stage in evolution. That's it. I mean, he, he had no idea. This is just his Leo 17 degrees. But this, that completely, perfectly, succinctly captures this full moon on Saturday. Good luck, everybody. I love each and every one of you. You've got this. You've got this. Foster intimacy this weekend. It will be potentially challenging with a little bit of, you know, wrench in the gear moments. And yet you can lean into the fear of connecting deeper to another person through changes. You know where to reach me. The link is in the show notes. If you want a reading, I am here for you to help support you and help guide and offer su support and advice. We are going to be back next week in February fully. It's my birthday month. Very exciting. And we're going to have some guests coming up. We'll be talking to Halo Rossetti for sure. And then some other folks we're going to pull in. Thank you for listening to The World of Rex. I will talk to you next week.